Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 that tickets Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal star, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, plenty to happen in the world of Husker sports over the weekend, some good, some bad, we'll get to all of that and more, how are you this fine Monday morning? I'm I'm wonderful, how are you doing? I'm good, have you made your way to Shoemakers yet for your uh, yearly Christmas That's not a bad idea, I need to shopping. Start, <laughs> yeah, I need to start thinking about that. Well, it's it's either that or Cracker Barrel, of course, are the only two spots. We all we all know that. That's public knowledge on this show. You've given it to all of us here. Yeah, I just over I would the just years implore people to give that a try. The next over the next twelve days, you might see sip in one of those two places. I think their supply chain issues have hit hit a little bit in those regards. So you got to be kind of patient. But if you want like a big Elvis rug. Um, or an elf, I guess not. Well, who it's no, not who a, wants a big Elvis? Not, rug? Uh, well, okay, how about a big Elvis blanket? Why would you want a big Elvis what, blanket? I would ask, I would just, I would just counter that with why wouldn't you want a big Elvis blanket? I just, there's, there's a lot of things I want before a big Elvis you don't blanket. Think Elizabeth or would like a big Elvis blanket. I'm in your gonna room. go ahead and say Elizabeth would not want a big Elvis blanket or anything of Elvis in the house. What about a model of a semi truck? Like a big semi-truck. I don't think she wants that probably either. Well, your nephew might want that. I'm not joking. Your nephew, who you showed me a picture of. It's a um, niece. It's a- <laughs> And she's just over one. No, I don't think she would want that. Okay. That'd be a niece. Nice uh, try. Struck out there. You did. Um, what about, uh, they have all sorts of things in there. Yeah. I mean, they have, every, they have things that are useful, like crowbars. I mean, oh, who? Yeah, we could all use a crowbar. My last <laughs> first thing I want my Christmas lifts is a crowbar. Well, I'll tell you what, that wouldn't be the worst gift for somebody because no. you don't usually get something like well, that. Well, you don't, you've never thought about a crowbar ever, right? But in terms of getting it as a gift. Mm-hmm. So you do the unpractical gift, and that's great. There's, there's a place in this world for the unpractical gift during the holidays, and I guess you are the man for that. Proud of you. We have a lot to talk we about. We do. Uh, I like, want to start on a happy note because um, do you? What, what started is a very sad part of the day with basketball, which we'll get to here in a Saturday? second. Saturday? Saturday, yeah. It started with a bad, a bad taste in your mouth and ended with a wonderful taste in your mouth sip as Nebraska volleyball beats Texas in the Elite Eight 3-1 to one in Austin in front of all their fans in what appeared to be a high school arena. It, it, it was a weird-looking weird place in Austin. It, that was not... Um, yeah, you, you watched. It was, it was a very strange-looking place that they were playing. Gregory in Gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Nebraska beats number two-ranked Texas in four sets. They go to the Final Four. They will play Pittsburgh on Thursday in the Final Four. How about John Cook and the women's volleyball team? Well, I keep saying I think this might be his best coaching job, which isn't exactly a hot take because they're, you know, they're 
they're the tenth seeded team, right? They've never gone there lower than a six seed is my or lower than either six seed or six rank. So, you know, and he incorporated those freshmen and sophomores, and they went through a rugged stretch. Um, as you alluded to last week, you know, they lost three straight matches in September. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Wind and fire. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank nice, you. Nice, so, nicely done. So, yes. Yeah, so they, um, I, I mean, I think it was just, I mean, I just, okay, now if you say this was one of his best coaching jobs, think of, well, you're just, you're saying a mouthful there <laughs> because he's a Hall of Famer. There's a lot to choose from. He's had a right. lot of great coaching jobs, but right. it, they, but in this case, it's freshmen you know, stepping up. Nebraska obviously has freshmen, sophomore, older yeah. players, you know, a couple of players who have played here for more more than one year. But as far as the freshmen go, they have been elite when it has mattered most for Nebraska, and that's what, why the future is exciting. You've got a bunch of young players who are playing this well now in this kind of environment. Mm-hmm. The future gets really, really bright, as it always is with John Cook, but even more so that you're seeing so many your freshmen make an impact for the team. Well, uh, Brent Wagner is our volleyball writer. And what he wrote is this match against Texas may be remembered as the coming out party for two freshmen, Allie Batenhorst and Lindsay Krause. And I think it's Krause. I think I hear yeah, John, Krause. Ba- Krause. Yeah, John Baylor saying Krause. Uh, Allie Batenhorst, um, they, they stepped up when the veteran Matty Kubik had a slow start, mm-hmm. combined for eight kills on eight attempts to start the match. So, yeah, um, Lexi, Rodriguez, Lexi Rodriguez had 20 digs. Um, so, yeah, Nebraska had lost three, state, three straight matches in September. Remember, John Cook said in one of those matches, we did nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he steered the ship back and got it. Went down to Texas and beat a great offensive team, a great offensive team, and now, of course, goes to the Final Four. For I don't know, I think this is his tenth trip to the Final Four. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Jake? Again, this is this is a coach in a, in a program that just what when they need to play their best volleyball, they do. They play their best in the tournament. Typically, they make deep runs. It feels like every single year. Well, yeah, they had uh, just come up short in the Elite Eight the past two seasons. Um, but this is the fifth Final Four trip in seven seasons. Um, not the last two. They didn't make it the last two, but... Fifth th- Final Four trip in seven seasons. Right. That is remarkable. I mean, come on. Yeah, that is. Yeah, don't take that for granted. You I, don't, don't. I don't think people no, do. No, and, and then you, you saw a lot of people, they were watching that match on, on Friday, on Saturday night, and people tweeted out their, you know, their happiness during the whole, the whole time. And that's great to see when... When some of the Nebraska sports are, are not doing so well, it's nice to see volleyball and women's basketball pick up the slack right now and actually you know get some wins and, and, and go places at this yes. point. Cook has gotten Nebraska to the Final Four ten times. This is the first time, the first time Nebraska has reached the Final Four under John when ranked, not seated, when ranked lower than sixth. So... And, by the way, Nebraska becomes the lowest-seeded team to advance to the NCAA semifinals since 2014. And there you go. Um, We should set up the Final Four. Um, I can do that right now. It is. So it'll be, yeah, yeah, Thursday's matchup. Thursday, Jake, Thursday. Uh, Fourth-ranked Wisconsin versus number one Louisville at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Followed by number three, P. 
Pitt, Pitt, number three, Pitt, uh, versus uh, number 10, Nebraska, at 8.30 p.m. or whenever the first match is concluded. Yes, on ESPN. Uh, and that's in Columbus, Ohio, for the Final Four this year. Yes, and I don't think I'm going. We'll see um, if you're going. Maybe, yeah, I, we yeah, know yeah. Brent Wagner is going, of course, yeah, right? Yeah, He'll be I, there. I don't know if I am or not. The deadlines are late, and we have a lot of football, so I don't know. We um, shall see on that. Yeah. But again, um, happy days for women for uh, for volleyball. Also, women's basketball. A nice win on on Saturday. They are now ten and zero. They routed Indiana State. Following the game that was not good at all, sip, which was Nebraska men's basketball. Yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, did that play. was. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Cover. they <laughs> give the detail. Nebraska played Auburn in a game that I think most people at Nebraska thought would be ugly, and you know what? They were right. Nebraska loses ninety-nine to sixty-eight. Their second straight loss of thirty-plus points. Of course, they lost by thirty-five to Michigan on Tuesday. Who, by the way, said Michigan lost on their home court on Saturday to Minnesota, who was picked to be last or, or second to last oh, in the Big Ten. Good. That's not good for Nebraska. And they lost by, I think it was like 10. That's not good. Now, uh, quiz time for Jake. Mm-hmm. How many times has Nebraska as a program – now, now oh boy. I'll, I'll preface this way. Harrison, you can join this game. Nebraska has been playing basketball since 1896. I remember those first few games. Yeah, sure you do. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. We little toddler back then. Nebraska began playing basketball in 1896. How many times in program history has Nebraska lost consecutive games by 30 or more points? How many times? Once. Harrison? Never. Never before now. This is the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had never. Oh, it had never. the worst it's ever been. It had never lost consecutive games by 30 or more. Now, what I'm going to tell you, though, I'm going to emphasize the positive. Auburn's really good. <laughs> I mean, they are good. That is a good Auburn team. Uh, 18 seems a little low based on what I saw. And I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I don't see all of the country all the time. But, yeah, Nebraska. Okay, so now the, the – the good news, if you're trying to put a positive spin on this, is Auburn's really good. All right, Chuck was on Charles Barkley. Yeah, he was there, and he was saying how good he thinks this team is. And I was totally nodding, like, "Yeah, you're right, Chuck. They are good." And by the way, Kevin Durant was there. I saw that. Yeah, that was a weird group of people yeah. there. Yeah, Kevin Durant was there eating nachos, <laughs> watching Nebraska Auburn. Durant was eating nachos, and then what did he score last night? He, 50, I, 51, I think. He went, last he went for fifty-one. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Um. Again, who was it against? You know, Harrison. Look that up. Oh, anyway, the the if you're trying to put a positive spin on this, Auburn's really good. I don't think you need to try to put a positive spin on it. I mean, okay, you lost hold on. By, you lost by 31 points. The bad news is, is Nebraska, we thought, I mean, we were sold by any of the media. We were we were sold that this is a really talented Nebraska team, maybe a top 25 team. They are far away oh, from on. Auburn. I mean, <laughs> the, the, yeah. Well, it's not just – like I always say, I always go on this thing about, well, Nebraska, you know, they got those two really good players, Verge and Bryce McGowan's. Well, I'll tell you, I'm here to tell you, Auburn has – they're deep. I mean, they are deep with good players. And they have Jabari Smith, who's who's better than anything Nebraska has. Yeah, he was really – 7 for 13, 21 points. Uh, they didn't have an answer for him. 
not really. He's, did he's really impressive. The, yeah, that that team is deep. That is a oh man, I was impressed by Auburn. Yeah, Nebraska really didn't have a chance in that game. In fact, it became like an and one game in the second half. I mean, they were Auburn was making lobs, and the guy was doing a backhand tomahawk dunk. You know, with, well, Jabari Smith took one off the backboard from from that right. window green and slammed it. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, Mike is in Atlanta. We got to get to him a Mike. second. Yeah, but but uh, speaking of the end one, there was a stretch in that game where it, where it went uh, alley oop dunk for uh, Auburn, mm-hmm. air ball three for Nebraska, yeah, and yeah. then alley oop yeah. dunk again yeah. for Auburn. The next possession. That's when it was looking like an and one game. Now Fred's got his hands full. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, KD, uh, KD versus the Pistons last night, fifty one points, nine assists, seven rebounds. The, KD, not, the nachos were key. Yeah, KD would probably be third, third right now MVP voting. Wouldn't you say? Curry, Steph Curry's one. Curry, the freak, two. KD, three. Uh, Jokic, four. The Joker. Uh, Nuggets aren't doing well enough to be considered him for a. a yeah, he'd be yet. four. Jake, you don't you know. Think what you're so? Talking you think about. so? Um, they're like five hundred right now, aren't they? The Nuggets. Yeah, they're they're having a bad season. So I don't think he'd be. No, I think I know what I'm talking about. No, you, you don't, don't get you don't get MVP when you're five. You got to give me a f- number four then. I, there, there's three guys. <laughs> it's, it's a distant fourth right okay, now. Okay, well he's four. Okay, distant. Unless fourth. you can give me a four, you need to pipe down over there. Oh, <laughs> give me a four. I'm sure Harris would make a push for Demar Derozan over there somehow mm. with, the, with the Bulls. Okay, well Did, you gave well, me a name. The, by, the way, the Bulls, by the way, the Bulls lost again to the Heat this weekend. Is they there can't, they can't beat my Heat. They can't is, beat them. Is there anybody on the Heat? No, well, Jimmy was playing really well. Jimmy, then he got hurt, and he's you know he's, he's had some COVID stuff too. So no, nobody on the Heat right now. Okay. No. Well, you gave me a name. You gave me DeRozan. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take that. I'll keep. I'll keep giving you. I'll names. take that. All right. We, let's get a call from Mike in Atlanta, who was at the game on Saturday, the blowout of Nebraska against Auburn. Mike, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Morning, guys. I got one basketball and one uh, football observation. Perfect. Okay, you're I in Atlanta. I might get roasted up with that. You're in Atlanta, so this is interesting. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. To yeah, um, and I might get roasted on this if people don't understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nebraska basketball, irrespective of, of just the terrible play, just it seems like a low-rent organization. And I can name over the last 20 years so many different things. You know, as simple as Mark Bain basically being kicked and dragged by the media to finally retire Tyron Lue's number. I mean, they just can't ever seem to do anything right. And they were so far out of their element. Auburn is almost a basketball school, believe it or not. Yeah. I talked to a guy, and he said his daughter's dorm is next to the arena. And he said that uh, she doesn't go to games because they got to sit and wait two and a half hours to get in. Dang. Whoa, I mean, it's it's Hello. big. Hello. And it was quite an atmosphere. But this is what I was talking about. You know, you got to win, you got to play. I get all that. But they brought their band, they brought their cheerleaders, and yes, they're only two hours up the road. But you only get what one one of these games a year, maybe every other year. These big intersectional games. Yeah. There's nobody from Nebraska, no band, no cheerleaders, no one to try and get in. From hmm. Auburn's side, it truly felt, and I've been to conference tournaments, I've been to NC tournaments, it had that kind of feel. Oh, they were, that band and those cheerleaders were rocking. Wow. Nebraska, nothing. And I just, wow. yeah, you know, you got to play good, but I just, I just thought that was really rinky-dink. You know, if you're going to play in one of these supposed big intersectional games, 
act like it's important to you. Act like you're not a bunch of whatever. And, and maybe I'm the only person in the world that thinks that way, but I, I find that highly disappointing. Um, okay, that's and interesting. And then I wanted, to, well, then I wanted to bring yeah. up about football. I found this kind of interesting and kind of curious what you guys think. It's, you know, obviously it's not scientific, but I probably talked to 15 to 20 SEC fans. They were all from either Georgia, Alabama, or Auburn. To a man, they could care less about Texas and Oklahoma coming. They do not care. It um, means nothing to them. And one guy even commented, he says, yeah, A&M either was guaranteed or under the assumption they'd be the only Texas school in the SEC. And so when they allowed Texas in, they were whining. He goes, leave. We don't care. We don't need you. <laughs> the SEC is very confident who they are. And with Texas's vision of self-grandeur, I think this is going to be very interesting how this assimilates you know, as they get into the SEC because they're not going to bend over like the Big 12 schools did for Texas. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's going to be quite interesting how this all plays out. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a wow. good one. Wow, great okay. call. Yeah. To, to the first part real quick, we yeah. were talking about yeah, uh, the arena, the atmosphere being mostly Auburn compared to like no Nebraska. No, no, well, number one, that's closer to Auburn than it, is, than it is Nebraska. Atlanta's not that far away, of course. Alabama and Georgia are close by the states, right? Uh, they yes. touch each other, yeah. but for Nebraska, it's also. I mean, that that trip people looked at back in the summer, saying that that sounds like fun. Let's look at that. And then you start off five, and you know you, the team doesn't look very good. Auburn's really good. Nebraska's not, and so Nebraska fans didn't make the trip because they kind of thought that might happen. What about the band, though? They could take <laughs> the band. Nebraska could take its band. Yeah, I'm with Mike on that. I mean, show some support. Show some damn support. And I, yeah, I know I'm with Mike on that, Jake. Bring I, the I'm, cheerleaders in the band. I'm not saying that you, that you shouldn't do that. I understand. No, I, I understand not. why why fans did not go because this is not exactly a an enjoyable product right now, and it's not something you believe is going to win at no, this point. So no. I get why fans were were maybe limited there in Atlanta. It, when, I, I believe I understand that part, but why not bring Nebraska I, I, band? I'm curious how often the band has ever traveled to, to road games for basketball. Good, that's, now that's a good question. I've never even I've never seen an opposing. That's a good question, Jacob. Like band in a, you know, in, in our. Oh, you know, I, I think guess, they I, do I that. Neutral site. I, I got to think about neutral site games. How yeah. often? Like, this was two a new, bands This there. was a neutral site game. So if they're gonna, I would be. I think if I were Trev Alberts. I'd want to know if 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 Auburn's bringing its band. If it is, well, then we better send a band down there, right? Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm seeing if you can have two bands in the same. Yeah, neutral I think site you game. can. I think you can. Anyway, Nebraska falls to five and six as they were five and five going down there. Jake, um, they they get basically a week. You know, they have they play on Saturday against uh, Kansas State. So Sunday against sorry, Sunday. Sunday against yeah, Kansas Sunday. State, and <laughs> they need a week off. They they need a week away from things to kind of. Well, I don't get think their they're going to get a week away. No, uh, Oybrich says they're going to have some tough practices. Yeah, he said they need some tough practices. He said, yeah, they're not going to get a week away. He said it's not going to be a week of rest. I can promise you that. It's I meant going I to, meant more of a week of not playing a game. Yeah, sorry, that's why I mean. Yeah, more of that's fine. Um, he said it's not going to be a week of rest. I can promise you that's going to be a hard demanding physical week and we got to get this thing right yeah get it right i don't know exactly how that's going to work right now it doesn't look it 
Well, I mean, come on. Anyway. It's almost, what are we going to do for, with this team the rest of the year? I, they they got to talk they about it, They need to provide something because they are headed down a really, really, really bad path right now. Jake, we got to talk about they it. They have lost two straight games by 30-plus points. And I, like I said, Michigan, who beat you down on Tuesday, lost on their home court to Minnesota, who is not supposed to be very good. Now, they're 8-1. and one. They're off to a great start with Ben Johnson, former Nebraska basketball assistant coach back in the day with Tim Miles. So kudos to Ben Johnson for a surprise start there. But you're not supposed to go on the road and beat Michigan after they pound Nebraska by 35 on the road. That is a horrifying. Now, if you want to spin in something positively for Nebraska, I'll do something here. Purdue beat NC State in overtime yesterday. Oh. So a team that Nebraska forced to four overtimes and probably could have beaten one regulation or any of those overtimes uh, did force Purdue, the you know top team in the land, to overtime. They lost to Purdue. Mm-hmm. But if you want to feel better about yeah. a team that both teams struggled against, Good point. <laughs> there you go. It surprises me, by the way. Really surprised me that NC State was able to do that because they don't. That's not a really good offensive. NC State is really athletic, but man, they're not very good offensively. That's a very very average offensive team. So I'm surprised they were able to push Purdue into OT. So you watched the Nebraska game. Basketball? Yeah. I did not watch all of it because I, I just didn't want to. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's hung so, in honestly, there. you know, you, this this is what's set. I, as you know, have always been a diehard Nebraska basketball fan. I do know that. It it, it pains me to watch them right now. Like, I'm trying to find ways to not watch them. Because I love the program, and right now it hurts too much to watch them the way they operate. I think that you are now. May I think that your thinking is in line with a lot of fans' thinking. It's it is hard to watch. I watch it out of a sense of duty, mm-hmm. um, and I watch it because I want to see what I'm dealing with here. Because I got to write about it, Jake. Um, well. And I said now, I said after the Michigan game, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by this, that I'm going to give it three or four games to see if they can get it on the right track. So Kansas State, um, and then the first, the, you know, then they'll play Kansas State, which means nothing. Um, that that but, is not a guaranteed win, by the way. They pushed, so? they pushed Creighton this year. Like they lost by seven to Creighton. Creighton, by the way, 9-2 and two with a win against number 24 BYU yeah, they, on Saturday. They, they went to Sioux Falls, the Pentagon, yeah. which Nebraska beat Oklahoma State in a couple years ago. Yeah. And they, yeah, they took care of ranked BYU. That game was always Creighton's. They were up the whole time by yeah. 10 points. Yeah, they're up by like 24 in the first half. Uh, Hawkins went off for him. So, yeah, anyway... Creighton playing pretty good basketball at nine and two. I believe they're nine and two. Yes, nine and two. Um, uh, yeah, Nebraska, Jake. I just don't know how this conversation's gonna go. Now, when one place it could go is if it keeps going like we think it's going to go. You know where the conversation's going to go, right? It's going to go to, dude. Is this a? I mean, are we talking about a new coach situation here, right? I mean, how bad are you going to let it get? Well, yeah, that's the is thing. the question. It, it, you have to show some life because if if you keep losing and getting beat by twenty plus points, I mean, you've lost the team. Then, right? That that means to me, you've lost the team. Your yeah. message is dead. Let's see. Let's just frame it up this way. What what would Fred need to do in the Big Ten to keep his job? How many wins out of twenty Big Ten games does he need? Well, he's already got two losses. So uh, now, are we have left. now? First of all, is this conversation fair? Is it too early to to have this conversation? No, no, it's not too early. 
it's not too early because there has just been nothing positive at all in these two and a half years. Right. What has been positive? Right. What has been good? Well, seriously, think, you're going to get last year was the COVID year and they had COVID so bad, blah, blah, blah. But like nobody else was dealing with COVID. Um, OK, but this year, just look at this year. Um, yeah. Now, OK, so let's just go there. What would make OK, instead of making it a fire or retain, let's just make it what would make you feel comfortable that this thing's going in the right direction? Big 10 games. They're owing to. They play 18 more. Okay. <laughs> what would make you comfortable that they're going in the right direction? What, like, a, like an actual a believe, number. A believable number? Yeah. Not how many you think they're going to win, how many you would be comfortable. Six to seven. Yeah, I'd say seven. So I was, was going to say so, seven. So yeah. we're saying their ceiling in year three of Fred is seven and 13 in the Big Ten. Which that's probably fair. With with no non conference marquee win at all, you lost everything in non conference right. that mattered. Right. You lost to Creighton. You lost to uh, Auburn. Kansas State's State. still there. K State's of course a chance. Yep, yeah. that's a chance. I don't know if that's I would your, call that marquee. No, but it is. It is at least a power conference team. Yeah, it's a Big Twelve team. That's right. that's your one chance still remaining to to have a somewhat of a a, a, a non conference win to cling to. Seven and thirteen's probably ceiling. With this team, well, I've thought that pretty much all along, though. So now, can he get to seven? Wait, we're we're eleven games in, and, and Nebraska's best win right now is South Dakota. I didn't stutter. Their their best win is the South Dakota Coyotes. Yeah, December has not been kind. No, we knew it was going to be brutal, and and I, I'm not saying this changes anything, but I'm I'm just curious if Nebraska had closed out the NC State game. I wonder too. I wonder like, too. What what does yeah. this month look like? I, they still might get blasted by Michigan. They might lose big to Auburn. But I'm curious yeah. what what their mental frames like. Saying we went on the road, our first road game of the season, knowing that we've already had a couple rough losses to Western Illinois and Creighton, but we we got a road win against an ACC team. That, that's and maybe that changes the mentality. I don't know. That's a fair question. But it's but that, we know in the aftermath it has not been pretty for Nebraska. Right, that's a, that's yeah. That's interesting, Jake. That's an interesting point you make. Maybe it would be a little different. Not against Auburn, though. I'm going to say against Auburn, no. Not because of what Mike said, because the arena felt like a big-time atmosphere, and, and Auburn is good. They look – I can't believe they're not a top-10 team, Jake. So that, Nebraska wasn't going to beat that. They're 8-1. They're probably climbing the ladder here. And Bruce Pearl wasn't even coaching. It was Wes Flanagan, former Nebraska ball assistant yeah. from back in the he day. He did a good job, by the way. <laughs> they put up 99 points. Yeah. Could have had 100. They sat on that, the ball that, the last 25. That, yeah, that would have been two straight – 100-point games Nebraska had given up defensively if they had scored a free throw or a bucket. Nebraska hasn't – okay, so here's another quiz time for Jake. Nebraska hasn't allowed 100-plus point games in back-to-back games since? Is there an actual yeah, year? Yeah, okay, yeah. this is not a never one? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like 1991, something Good like job, that. Good job, Kyle. That's impressive. I read that. 91-92. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. there's pain right now. So again, Nebraska falls to Auburn, ninety nine to sixty eight. Their second straight loss of thirty plus points. Michigan, of course, beat it by thirty five on Tuesday. Nebraska plays Kansas State on Sunday at PBA after what will be a tough week of practices per Fred Hoiberg. And also, also by the way, Wilhelm Breidenbach is likely out for the rest of the season with a leg injury. So yeah, Bre- Breidenbach out. He was averaging 3.7 points and 2.7 rebounds. He was a rotational player. 
3.7. Yeah, but, but, but uh, that's the guy that people were excited about when he came here, and certainly um, – People are excited about everybody <sighs> when they come here, Jake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that not true? Who doesn't get a lot of hype? Which we drink player? Kool-Aid. Yeah, which player? We, which we player can Kool-Aid. you point to that didn't get a lot of hype? Um, you can say that sentence Chris for McGraw, any, maybe. Yeah, maybe walk, walk on. on. Trevor Lakes. I don't, but yeah, they're, no, they're, no, they're no. Probably, Trevor Lakes came with a oh, lot yeah, of hype. Oh, yeah, great three-point shooter. Yeah, Watch yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Lakes, uh, 10 minutes, uh, three points on Saturday yeah. in a loss. Yeah. So, all right. 464-5685, call or text as always. You know what? I know volleyball won the basketball Really needs a win, and if you need a win for the holidays, go ahead and call right now at 464-5685. Caller 7 will win a pass to Magical Lights of Seward. If you don't win, you can still get your tickets online at magicallightsofseward.com slash ticket. It's a great 20-minute light show. Again, great for the holidays now. We're, we're 12 days away from Christmas. This goes up until New Year's Eve. But if you want, to, if you want the coolest light show in the entire state this year, go to, go to Seward, the Magical Lights of Seward. Again, 20 minutes long, great music, traditional and classic. Uh, Caller 7 right now will win a free pass, 464-5685. If you don't win, though, magicallightsofseward.com slash ticket, just 20 bucks for your pass. When we come back, you had a little conversation with some people about Donovan Royola over the weekend. Let's hear what they had to say next on Early Break in the Ticket. Early Break in the Ticket.